Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Friday, December 23rd, and this is People Every Day. Hello, hello, everyone. Janine Rubenstein here with you yet again. And today is a pretty big day. It's the sixth night of Hanukkah, uh, Christmas Eve Eve, uh, three days before Kwanzaa kicks off. And for all of you Seinfeld fans out there, you know that today is... A Festivus for the rest of us! (laughs) Best of luck to anyone participating in any feats of strength tonight. Today also happens to be our very last episode of 2022. I know, I know. Where has the year gone? We've saved some of the best for last, though. Today, we'll be revisiting all of the biggest relationship moments of the year. We're talking the highs like Ben and Jen and Courtney and Travis, and the lows like Depp and Heard, Kim and Pete, Tom and Giselle, and more. But first, calling all procrastinators if you're still in need of some last minute, and I mean super last minute gift ideas, don't worry, we've got you covered. Where are my procrastinators at? (laughs) This one is especially packaged with a bow on top for my 11th hour shoppers still searching for the perfect gift. But whether that gift is for a special someone, your mom, your dad, sibling, neighbor, kids teacher, or favorite hairstylist, you've come to the right place. You don't want to miss these tips on snagging something thoughtful, intentional, and flat out perfect. Well, I am here with the fashionably late, but always on time, People's Style and Beauty Director, Andrea Laventhal, for the best, very last minute gift ideas. Hey, Andrea, welcome back to the show. I still have like a bunch of outstanding gifts to buy. What about you? Um, I, I, I actually don't. So you're done? Okay. So for the rest of us, these are some of my favorite last minute, but don't feel last minute. They feel like you put hours and hours of thought and effort into them. So basically think local, okay? Not necessarily local to you, local to the recipient. Where do Mm. they live? Is there a restaurant they love? Is there a coffee shop they go to every day? Where do they get their hair cut? Where do they get their nails done? And you can just text them and be sneaky, which is what I do. And I'll say, hey, I have a friend who's visiting around your area. She needs to get her nails done. Where do you go? What are some great restaurants? What's the best bar? Where do you Mm. go for coffee? Then you sneaky, sneaky, call that place, go on their website, whatever, And you just order a gift card and you can do it digitally. It could be delivered right to their inbox. So I love doing that. I gifted a friend this year for her 40th birthday. I was like, what's the name of your facialist again? You love her. Looked her up, reached out to her. I said, the next time my friend gets facial with you, it's on me. And then I gave her the gift of beautiful skin. Another thing you can do is of the month club subscriptions. I have been gifted Fruit of the Month Club, one of my favorite gifts ever. I love that I forget every month and then it arrives and I'm like, ooh, pears. And they make them for everything from flowers to fruit to hot sauce to God knows what other stuffs. And then last but not least, I was thinking, what do you give for the guy or gal who loves reality TV, right? You give them a cameo from their favorite 
reality TV star. They're all on Cameo. Podcast hosts, reality stars. You're not going to find like Angelina Jolie on there, but you are going to find a lot of Bachelor Bachelorette people. And honestly, it's a kick to get a personalized message from somebody that you love to watch on TV. Oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. Yeah, and they personalize it. If anyone gives me a Cameo from Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I will die, okay? (laughs) Andrea, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Again, for anyone listening out there, I wasn't joking about that JTT cameo. I would seriously love that so much. And speaking of love, it's now time to take a relationship rewind and look back at all of the celebrity couples that dominated headlines in 2022. Twenty twenty two was filled with relationship news and people was there to cover it all. There were shocking breakups, looking at you, Tom and Giselle, dreamy weddings, hey Ben and Jen, surprising new couples, and a defamation trial between exes Johnny Depp and Amber Heard heard round the world. It was a big year in love and heartbreak, and it's time to look back at the biggest headlines that dominated our newsroom and our news feeds. Joining me now to do that is People's Executive Editorial Director. Director, Queen of Headlines, Charlotte Triggs. Hey, Charlotte. <laughs> hey, Janine. I like that little <laughs> phrase. Thank you. I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the couple that everyone was talking about this year, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Remind us about their nuptials, how that all played out. Oh, yeah. So this was a whole saga, wasn't it? I mean, so obviously we were all, I think, pretty shocked that they got back together because it's just, you didn't see that coming, but then it's nope. like, okay, so they're back together. They are like acting just the way they did back in 2003, honestly. Seriously. So then we get the giant green diamond engagement ring, which was a very exciting moment, very different. And then in very un-JLo fashion, they got married in Vegas with no fanfare (laughs) at all. And it was very dramatic the way it kind of unfurled. I mean, we learned that they had gotten married at the Little White Wedding Chapel with like an Elvis impersonator and all the like bells and whistles that you get from a Vegas wedding. We know Ben is a big Vegas fan, but you know, I think she was just like, I just want to be married to this guy. And we learned later that it was his idea to just like, let's just do it because they were stressing out about planning a big wedding. Now, this is a woman who has planned a number of weddings in her day, mm-hmm. including a big wedding to him originally back in 2003. To do a Vegas wedding, it just felt like, whoa, like... This is love. This This is is real love, right? It's like, they just want to be actually married. They are not here for the fanfare. They're not here for the big production. And then... And then, of course, (laughs) and then, of course, they, after they'd sealed the deal, then they went ahead and did the big production. That was much more the J-Lo of it all. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, it's... But it was on a weird way of melting of the minds because it's like, we know she's a woman who loves a big party. She loves a bridal moment. She loves a gown. She had three, all designed by Ralph Lauren. You know what I mean? There was this like epic photo shoot of them. But it was at his Georgia estate. Unfortunately, it's like a plantation, which is a little bit of an icky factor. But we know at his beautiful Georgia estate. So it's like a very him kind of moment, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, it's like his location, his turf. It's actually where they, after they had called off their engagement the first time, it's actually where they went to go retreat together in private. So it's like this location that has this like bizarrely personal history to them. But you know, it was, this was the star started affair. So it's like, you had Matt Damon there, you had like all of these celebrity guests and like the big Hollywood people coming. His mother, who unfortunately the day before fell off the dock 
and had to be rushed to the hospital. It created a lot of drama. Wild. <laughs> That's a wild headlines came out of this wedding. Yes, <laughs> totally. Well, another couple that got married this year was Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. They got married multiple times as well. Remember this? <laughs> they were yes. practicing in Vegas, just like J-Lo and Ben. And then they had the wedding in Santa Barbara, another small kind of intimate thing. And then their elaborate celebration in Italy. Can you believe this all happened in the same year? I mean, it's like crazy. So yeah, so they did a Vegas wedding, which looked like a full-on wedding and seemed to be a full-on wedding. A large portion of her family was in attendance. All things pointed towards wedding. Again, an Elvis impersonator. But then it turns out it was not legal. So then... The legal thing took place a month later in Santa Barbara. This is actually the one that I thought was like the most beautiful because it, she had just like a really cool look. You know how she's like experimenting with this sort of goth look while Mm -hmm. she's with Travis? So she had this like a beautiful white short dress and these like burgundy velvet high heels that were just really gorgeous. And then the Italian wedding, which was really over the top. I mean, this is not their first Italian wedding as a a larger family. Of course, Kim (laughs) got married there to Kanye. But this was like this long saga of events. The arrival dinner and then the like luncheon on a yacht and then walking through town in short Dolce & Gabbana outfits with high heels to get ice cream cones. Like, like, But it's like, which was the bridal gown? I actually don't know. Well, all I know, I don't remember the bridal gown really. I do remember that veil. Yes, there was a blue, it was blue, right? And there was a black mini dress that was like super sexy. I think we thought that was the gown. And then it turns out that might've just been like an event during the wedding. I actually don't even remember. There was too many, too many parties. I can't even remember. All right, don't go anywhere, you guys. We haven't even gotten to Tom and Giselle or those GMA lovebirds just risking it all. After the break, we continue our Celebrity Love Life Rewind convo with Charlotte. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We are back and we are here recapping the biggest relationship headlines of 2022 with our very own Charlotte Triggs, my girl. I wouldn't want to end the year with anybody else. And let's pick back up with the Kardashians. Kim and SNL alum Pete Davidson split up in August of this year, and now he's linked to model and actress Emily Ratajkowski. He's getting all the ladies. He has been for a while now. (laughs) So going back a few months, Charlotte, were you surprised when Pete and Kim broke up? Literally, I'm so sorry. I will never understand it. I will never be able to understand it because it's not vibing for me. So here's the deal. When he and Kim first got together, it's very clearly a rebound. 
a good, healthy rebound for her. She deserves it. She was married to Kanye. Obviously, she's more of a saint than any of us knew. And we know that it was very unpleasant. When I thought, wow, maybe Kim and Pete really have like a future, was yeah. when he got into it with Kanye and defended her and said that like- was right? When he was like, I'm texting you, like I'm in bed with your wife, like that kind of stuff. And it was like, whoa, like this <laughs> is a throwdown. This guy's really serious. He's also like fighting for a woman who's got four kids and a complicated situation. If you're going to do that, that yeah. seems serious. It must be right? in it in it for the long run, but mm-hmm. not. I don't know that we ever got a satisfying answer for what happened. It just seemed as though maybe she wasn't ready for like a serious commitment. He has proposed a few times, but he he did this interview not too long before they broke up saying that, you know, how he really wanted kids and he wanted to be a dad. And it made me wonder at the time, like, oh, is she you know, open to that? Like she kind of, We do know know that the Kardashians don't believe in having children with multiple fathers if if they can help it. Kim had four kids with Kanye. Courtney had, what, three, right? Or four with Scott. Chloe, despite everything that happened with Tristan, they had another baby together. And that that is really fundamental to their core values, even though, Mm. of course, Kris Jenner had two baby daddies, as it were. It's really something that they have talked about and that they that they really believe in. So I wonder if that's a factor. I wonder if that might be a factor. But he and Emily, is this just par for the course? <laughs> I don't know. Emily had a wild summer. I mean, she's living her best life. She broke up with her husband. She was briefly linked to Brad Pitt. She was spotted in very short order, kissing this DJ. We're like, okay, this is like a hot hot DJ. You're having fun. Hot girl summer, right? And then Pete Davidson. And she yeah. seems really into Pete Davidson. You can kind of see it in her eyes when they were like mm. on the court side at the Lakers game. Or was it the yeah, Lakers or the yeah. Knicks or something like that? You can kind of just see it. She's having a lot of fun with him. Well, another couple who split shocked so many people was Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen. After 13 years of marriage, they went their separate ways. They have two kids together. But things seem amicable between these exes, right? They're liking each other's posts and stuff. Like this breakup didn't end up as messy as people might've thought. It looked like it was poised to be contentious for a second because they were like not agreeing on things. (laughs) But somehow they reached deep into their souls and they managed to like compose themselves so that they could like not have to air it all out for the media. I think once they got a taste of the fact that we really, really wanted to know what was going on, they might've like pulled it together and gotten a grip on the situation. But the thing that was so shocking about this, these were two people that were like, the perfect couple. You know, mm, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about, right? It's mm-hmm. like they've got it all going on. They're like super wealthy. They're charitable. They're ecologically friendly. They don't let their kids eat Halloween candy because they're that freaking perfect. It sort of makes you wonder, wait, 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 wait. How long has this been going on? What the hell yeah, happened? What yeah. was I what was I buying into this whole time? I know. Well, I'm glad they do seem to be amicable and happy. I hope those kids are getting some Snickers and Reese's and everything. <laughs> well, This next couple we have to talk about is a more recent one, and they are the talk of the town, GMA anchors, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, man. They co-host the third hour of Good Morning America. And as people know, it was just revealed that they are dating. But at the moment, they are still married to other people. This story picked up steam quickly, and I mean very quickly, right? Like, this is how we're kind of wrapping up the year of drama. This was an explosive one because it landed in Daily Mail with pictures of them together holding holding hands, him touching her butt, being really cozy, having drinks together at a bar, all of this stuff. And it was like, oh my God. On its face, it looked like a cheating scandal. Yeah. But when sources close to the couple told me, 
yeah, they are dating. <laughs> to me, that takes the wind out of it entirely because it's like you're admitting to it. There's not a whole lot of intrigue left, but it has not died down. Mm. Everybody is still probing into the timeline of it. And they're still off the air. Then that's the thing is that GMA has acted a little bit, not in a way to avoid publicity, <laughs> by letting them on the air that week and then taking them off the air abruptly the following week and saying that it was because they're investigating it and it's a distraction. That was like about the most dramatic mm -hmm. way you could have it play out. Like I was ready to just be like, okay, hey, this is a hot couple. They like each other. They're divorced. It turns out that she was going into mediation with her husband and they were super close to having a divorce settlement. And I think they were trying to be like Giselle and Tom, Bill Gates, and like present it as we're divorced. Sorry to surprise you with this sad news, but we're divorced. It's done. Didn't work that way. Keep a lid on it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, last but not least, because it was probably the most drama of the year, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were everywhere this year. I mean, there's already been a movie made about them. Johnny, of course, sued his ex-wife for defamation for a Washington Post op-ed she wrote about surviving domestic violence, in which she never mentioned him by name, but Johnny said it was clear that her op-ed ruined his life. After six weeks of testimonies and endless and ruthless social media commentary, the jury awarded Johnny just over $10 million in damages and awarded Amber $2 million in damages. Then Heard got a new legal team and filed an appeal only to drop the appeal and settle earlier this week, where now she's just paying Depp about a million dollars. So, Charlotte, before this trial began back in May, did we foresee this whole ordeal becoming such a spectacle? So we had heard many of the things that came up in dribs and drabs or isolated pieces of information over the course of like six years. Cause I think they broke up in yeah. 2016. But the thing is what we didn't necessarily see coming that he just decided to air it all out. And keep in mind, these people had been to trial already once in the UK where he sued one of the newspapers for defamation for printing that he was a wife beater. And that case was upheld in favor of the newspaper. Now, there's a big difference here. After the end of the trial, I interviewed one of his lawyers, Camille, who became a little bit of a mini celebrity in her own right. According to her, why did he lose the UK case and win this case was because Amber was a party to the litigation in this case, and they were able to look through all her phone records and all of her emails and like take all of her stuff and then basically use it against her if they felt like that was fitting. Mm. And that this time around, Johnny was just like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to like air out absolutely everything. So he admitted to being a drug addict. He admitted to like giving his daughter marijuana. He admitted to all kinds of stuff that's like super unfavorable looking and that most people wouldn't admit to. Yeah. And so then there were just a couple little inconsistencies on Amber's side. It just like cast her in a, in a different light. And then the fact that the trial was being aired for all to watch yes. gave the fandoms the opportunity to weigh in. And I mean, Johnny has loyalists that will follow him to the ends of the earth and will believe him no matter what. And Amber does not command that. This didn't happen in a vacuum. It happened in not just a social media era, but in a TikTok era where people were yeah. making videos out of yep. stuff. It was like horrible stuff being litigated there about, yeah. you know, spousal rape and violence and all of this stuff. But I mean, in the end, I think the real nail in the coffin was that she hadn't donated the money 
to the mm. charities that yeah. she said she yeah, was going to yeah, yeah. do. And along with, like you said, his fans. That was the nail in the coffin when it came to public opinion. Such a big year. Oh my goodness, Charlotte. I appreciate you coming on to break all of this down with me. You're so amazing. Happy holidays. Oh, thank you. All the highlights <laughs> of the year. <laughs> Thanks, Jean. All right, you guys. Well, I love this time of year as much as anybody. The lights, the gifts, the food, the family, it's all amazing. But maybe you're looking for a little extra something-something to spice up the holidays. Well, People's Digital Food Editor, Anna Calderon, has you covered with a very special holiday cocktail recipe that will have you feeling merry and bright. Take it away, Anna. Happy holidays, everyone. It's absolutely freezing where I am. So if it's the same for you, this hot toddy from Vanderpump Rules star Tom Sandoval is just what we need to warm us up and get us in the holiday spirit. Stir together three quarter cups of hot water, a quarter cup of unsweetened vanilla almond milk, two tablespoons of brewed espresso, two tablespoons of your favorite bourbon, two tablespoons of honey, and a dash of ground cinnamon in a mug. Then add one chai tea bag to the mug and let it steep for about five minutes. Discard the tea bag and garnish with a lemon slice and a cinnamon stick. Simply double the recipe if you're sharing it with a friend. Get the full recipe and more festive dishes at people.com slash food. Oh my gosh, that sounds so cozy and delicious. Mm. Well, you guys, that is our show for the year. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we are calling it a wrap on 2022. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. It means the absolute world. You have no idea. I hope you're able to enjoy some rest and relaxation and get in some quality family time. That is my complete plan. We just finished months of renovations on our place and LA is really feeling like home. So that's where I will be at home and loving it. I'm wishing the same to you. Stay blessed, stay safe, enjoy the holidays, and also Thank you to this amazing People Everyday team. Chrissy, Madison, Tony, Eliza, Fallon, David, Charlotte, our editors, and everyone else who helps put this podcast together. Couldn't do it without you. We will be back on Tuesday, January 3rd to kick off the 2023 edition of People Every Day. I'll talk to you next year. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist. Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, Michael Aquino, and Adam Raimunda. And made with the help from Patrick Vermillion, Leah Roth-Barsanti, and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. 